Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bill Dawes in Vegas. Are you in Vegas? Uh, no. Uh, where are you? I'm in Orange County. You're in Orange County? Okay, you're in a hotel room. I'm in Huntington Beach. Okay. I'm in a hotel. You, you're in a hotel. You live in LA, so why yeah. are you in a hotel in Huntington Beach? Because I think I'm going to San Diego tonight. The man of mystery continues. Uh, the only guy who gets a hotel a half hour from where he lives. I don't know what's going on, uh, but Bill Dawes is here. Also, you're the, probably like an hour and a half. An hour and a couple. You get a hotel an hour and a half away. Like that's insane. <laughs> and and the Wi-Fi. I know. Is I'm lazy. And no, the I, Wi-Fi is pretty bad too. Uh, I'm renting my place in LA to someone right now. Oh shit! Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's getting a little better. Tell what? Should, should I? All right, let me try to, I don't know. I'll try to get move somewhere where I'm going to do better. All right, hopefully this will get better. We're off to a great start, people. A great start. Yay. Yes, I'm here with Bill Dawes. We got Mayhem Miller allegedly coming on. Uh, we have the bare-knuckle boxing champion of the world, uh, Johnny Bedford, who had a huge fight last week, who looked great in his fight. I mean, he looked great. Uh, as well as a guy, Saeed Yokub. Uh, you see his fight? No, I missed it. Fuck. It was the fight where um, it was a fight where he he held on. Well, he didn't hold on. Herb Dean it was like a late stoppage. He had the guy in a crazy guillotine that went on for like a minute too late. The guy was like out, out. Like it was a like I think he was gonna kill the guy. It was one of those things where everyone in the world was like stopped his fucking fight. This dude is like dead. Um, so he was unconscious and Herb D didn't see it? Yeah, he was right there. Um, That's weird because he's usually pretty good. He's not one of the shitty refs. No, no, no. I mean, look, it's so easy to, like, bash a ref. It might be the hardest job in the world. Yeah. I mean. Have you ever refed, like, ref wrestling or anything like that? Yeah. I, well, I umpired my little brother's games, and I totally cheated for him. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even really the umpire. I just showed up to watch. And the umpire didn't show up. So I'm like, all um. And it was like, this is so blatant. Like, I, was, I think I was like 11 or 12, and he was like six or seven. You know, I was, I, maybe I was a little older than that, but uh, I, was, I was like the worst ump. It was like, it was like that movie Naked Gun when he, yeah. he, like, he's trying to extend the game. He throws the balls up in the air, and he's like, is this an official bat? Knocks the guy out. By the way, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, rest in peace. Those are some of the funny. That movie and Hot Shots were two of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, yeah, that was great. You know, it's so funny. Airplane, too, obviously, the, the OG, yeah. still holds up. It's still, like, you watch it today, it's still fucking funny. And they don't make movies like that anymore. Like, when was the last time you saw a comedy, like, that made you laugh like that? I mean, that it was just so silly but funny but also cool. 
It's yeah. like, I mean, Adam Sandler's made some pretty good movies on Netflix, but, but uh, they don't hold up to like Airplane or Major League or, or Hot Shots or any of those. I mean, those movies were fucking hilarious. I mean, it, even the Coming to America redo, it's like, oh, come on. I'm serious. I, I try to watch it in 10 minutes and I'm like, like how many poop and diarrhea fart jokes can they do within 10 minutes? I, I can't. I can't. By the way, shout out to my dad because uh, he's on a new uh, docu-series right now on Reels, the Reels Network, on Alice Cooper. I don't know if you know this, Bill, but my dad managed Alice Cooper back in like, my dad, him and uh, his partner, Shep Gordon, they discovered the band and he was like trying to pick up this girl back in the day, there was a cute girl and she was like, oh, my, 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 my brother's in a band and he's like, oh, I'm a manager, but he really wasn't a manager. Next thing you know, he's like managing Alice Cooper and they went from like virtually walking free concerts to, you know, playing Three River Stadium in like course of five, six, seven years. But wow. so my dad left the That's band. That's your dad's first client. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, he was also like Ze Led Zeppelin's like American manager for a second. And he managed a group called Machine. I think he won Ann Murray like, like a card game or something. He's got all these, but he's got all these crazy stories about Alice Cooper. Uh, and, you know, some of them like are like hilarious. Like, they, you know, they had their snake. They would carry around this huge snake with them because it would be part of their act. And yeah. one time they were in the hotel in Hollywood and they were leaving and they would keep the snake in the, the bathtub. And they were like, shit, where's our snake? And the snake was gone. And they didn't want to tell people, hey, by the way, there's a huge <laughs> fucking python, you know, or, you know, boa, whatever it was, this huge snake crawling around. So they just left. Like, we got to catch a flight. And then, like, two months later, they're watching the news on the Associated Press, and a country singer named Charlie Pride was taking a dump, and the snake came up in that same No way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't believe that unless it was like your dad saying it to you personally. Yeah, no, that was, and then Charlie Pride wrote a song about like, like snakes crawl at night or something. He was a big country <laughs> singer, Charlie Pride. And, yeah, yeah, of course. And then there was, there was that, I mean, he has so many, like basically at the beginning, they called him, you know, called themselves Alice Cooper. And they were like, someone was like, well, why did you call yourselves Alice Cooper? And they made up a, like a joke. Oh, it's a 16th century witch based on a witch back in, you know, and a famous... Like they were just joking around. They needed something to put. And then the first concert they had was that, like, I don't know, the whiskey or the Viper Room. And, like, a hundred witches show up. So, look, you look at the crowd. It's all fucking witches, which, like, <laughs> it's just the weirdest fucking crowd they've ever had. Um, yeah. People just. Yeah, what, what did he get? What was Alice Cooper famous for? It wasn't biting the head off a bat. He did something crazy on stage. Was it like he. He had a caught himself he had a or guillotine where he would like he would hang himself every show and he had a, a guillotine. He would take chickens and throw them at the crowd. My dad actually like bought the chicken. That was another story. Oh, he would bite chicken. He would bite chicken heads off and shit. Yeah, that's what it was. But like the first time, like they, my dad was driving to. Uh, they were at. A, they were playing like a farm, some kind of festival on a farm, and there were chickens on stage, and they just started throwing them in the crowd, and because they thought <laughs> chickens could fly, and they didn't realize the chickens can't fly, so the, the crowd just like tore apart the chicken. And Frank, they were on Frank Zappa's label. And Frank Zappa called my dad and said, hey, what's going on? I got PETA, animal rights people hitting me up all day. And my dad's like, sorry, that won't happen again. He goes, are you kidding? This is the only press you guys have gotten. You guys better <laughs> this shit up. But anyway, that's so, what got him famous. So oh, that's, well, I mean, the song, they have some great songs. Like School's Out and Billion Dollar Babies and No More Murmur, yeah. Nice Guy. They had some great, but the thing was is that my dad left the band in like 74, 75. 
and Shep, his partner, who was my dad's roommate in college, went on to, he like stayed managing them. And Shep made a movie called Supermensch that Mike Myers produced about how he made this huge mensch of Hollywood and this great guy and, you know, manages Alice Cooper on his life. And they left my dad out of the fucking whole thing. Like, they put all this stuff that happened with Alice Cooper that my dad was there that was cold. Oh, wow. Before. And not only that, but like they had a behind the music special of Alice Cooper. My dad wasn't in that. Like he just was written out of history. Do you have a fall? This guy? They kind of had a falling out. My dad sold his, you know, like his, his like rights. And I think they both might have dated my mom back in the day or uh, something happened. Like, it was the 70s, baby. But like that crushed my dad because, you know, all the, and then he made another movie about with Salvador Dali, because Dali was a big fan of Alice Cooper and about their relationship. And this might, so it was nice to like, when like reels reached out to my dad to like actually yeah. have him, you know, that's tell great. him part. Because it's like, that's just crazy that people just write you out of the fucking history and no one's going to be like, I mean, there's no, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, Go on Twitter and be like, I was in this too. Right. I mean, it's, it's fucking nuts. You know, I was really kind of happy for my dad because that really like, he was super depressed about it. I mean, really depressed. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Because it was like all these things that my dad was, was there, set up the meeting, <laughs> like, like did all these things. He created the cult of personality of this whole fucking crew. Yeah. My dad and Shep together. And then all of a sudden it's just Shep, you know, and then Shep says, well, Mike Myers produced it. He, he wanted to, you know, just do me. I'm like, but yeah, but you can't just like, exclude people that were there yeah like and fuck it was crazy crazy that's crazy. hollywood man. Holly, yeah, that's that, cool. that, that for sure i you know i don't know much about your dad other than the fact that he would kind of flirt with my ex-girlfriend at that apartment <laughs> building <laughs> your dad's still got game dude he, he's got a ridiculous game there, there was a like he got into it with like I don't know, one, one of the weathermen, a weatherwoman on like KTLA, this like hot weather, or the news anchor on KTLA, basically like she's like an animal rights person. My dad was watching my dog, my old dog, who was like notorious for biting people. And like, he was used as bait for pit bull fighting. He had like a missing ear, you know, yeah. scars everywhere. He had a fucking fucked up life. So when I got him, he just, he liked me, but nobody else. And my dad, he likes my dad too, but my dad was walking him. And this woman was walking her dogs and all of a sudden it became like a dog. They started fighting, you know, yelling at each other, dogs barking. Da, da, da. And the woman was like yelling at my dad. Like, and he's like, Hey, you know, calm down, sweetie or something. And which, you know, that's just my dad's, you know, in LA call someone sweetie. Yeah. It's a fucking, and she's like, that's sexual harassment or like, uh, like she just started saying like yelling at my dad, like you, Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just harassed me. And my dad says, uh, he said, don't flatter yourself, you know? Uh, but what he said, but what he said was like not on your. But according to like this, like seven foot two security guard who's like, who like loves my dad, who this woman like, I don't know, tried to get. Oh, anyway, like he's like your dad's an OG because he had to come and kind of separate them, break it up. And he's like, uh, not like he was gonna fight, but just like she was yelling at him. Yeah, and my yeah. Dad's like, uh, according to him, he, my dad said not on your best day. <laughs> and like, and he, and he, that was the funniest thing he's ever heard. <laughs> my dad told this like you know ktla like attractive like not on your best day you know <laughs> she's never done her life no that's like oh that's always the funniest like i don't know about you sometimes you ever like you know back when i was single i was like, hit on a girl or something and she would like give me no fucking nothing and then i would go on stage and she didn't know i was the comic and then you get off stage and she's like well why didn't you tell me and like no fuck you like 
you know. Oh, so you would hit on a girl before the show? Yeah. And she, like, hey, how's it going? Or, and they would give me like a, and they would see me on stage. And then like, all of a sudden they're like, you know, and then you get off stage and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, but you didn't like me when I was, you didn't know I was a comic or I, was, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. Or I couldn't make you laugh. Or, it's yeah, exactly. Like, Come on. There were those old viral videos of that guy who would walk, ask girls for directions and ask them out. They're like, no, I have a boyfriend. And you go, oh, sorry. And he'd go and get into his Ferrari. <laughs> and then the girls would go like, hey, I'm sorry. I was so rude to you. I think, I, th I think John Mayer did that one time. John Mayer like dressed up as a mascot at, at his own concert. And like <laughs> people were just telling him to go fuck off. But whoever yeah. was like nice to him, he would like move to the front of the concert. You know, yeah. like, dude, John Mayer one night, I was in Hollywood at Mel's Diner, it was New Year's Eve. It must have been like three in the morning. It was me, Bangalib, a couple other people. We were like kind of stoned or something. And John Mayer's by himself eating food, right? So he like comes to our table. Like he was like, hey, how's it going? I, John Mayer, he's like, and then we told him we were, com we were comics. The guy could not have been nicer, but he stayed and told us bad jokes for three hours. It was one, <laughs> it was just like, hey, did you hear oh, more about that? Because I hear he's not a bad comic. No, it was before he tried doing comedy. Like he obviously always at one point tried doing comedy, but, uh, or wanted to become a comic. Yeah. But it was like so, he was so nice and humble and uh, just like a cool guy, but like funny. You're like him and like Macaulay Culkin one time, I went to Macaulay Culkin's house. It was me and Devin Sawa. We're going to do a podcast on his label or something. He had like a podcast label. And I go to Macaulay Culkin's house and he's wearing like- Was he home alone? He was home alone. No, he has, he was, okay. his wife was there. And he had like bunny ears. He was wearing like a, it was like three in the afternoon and he's wearing like a bunny pajamas. Um, <laughs> but he was so nice. Then he kept telling us like anal sex jokes, which was like, like, like strange. <laughs> Then he gave me like a, a duck to give my kid a satanic little bunny, like like duck that I gave her, like a like a rubber duck. He had like a bag. He goes, "Oh, you have a daughter? Comes over with a bag of rubber duckies." Uh, and, and and he didn't have like a, it was like probably his like fifth house or something. It was like a like a three bedroom in like North Hollywood like apartment. Like he was just renting. I don't. know. He comes over. He he gives me like a, a bunny, right? A satanic. So now she has a bunny right over there that's like from Macaulay Culkin, and she has no idea who that is. Um, and then my, even my wife was like, she's 30, or she's 31, but she's like, oh, Macaulay Culkin from the Amazon commercials. I'm like, oh, God. Like, what the fuck? You're yeah. kidding me. But Macaulay Culkin's like, hey, I have the best um, chicken across the road joke. It took me four years to write it. You want to hear it? And then uh, I was like, sure. You know, I'm not going to say no. And he goes, yeah. why the chicken cross the road? I go, why? He goes, to get to your house. I go, Oh, okay, uh -huh. I got pretending to laugh. Like, uh, then, he, then he goes, knock, knock. I go, who's there? He goes, the chicken. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a two part joke. <laughs> Hello? I can't tell if you're. Are you sure that's a joke? Th that's his Are joke. You sure that's a joke? Yeah, I, that was his joke. He told me the joke, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I feel like. Because <laughs> there's a joke about like a snail. Like you throw the snail, then whatever, fucking, who knows? Not, yeah, I mean, it's a two-part joke. The chicken comes to your house. Like, like you think the joke's <laughs> over. I thought it was a pretty good joke because I didn't see it coming. I mean, as dumb yeah. as I was, I was like, oh, shit. And, and then at the end, I wanted to get a picture of him, but I didn't want to be, go to his house and ask him for a picture. You know, I just, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but then that, so I don't, I, don't, I don't have a picture with him. But uh, What is Macaulay Culkin doing now? I don't, I mean, he has a podcast. He has like a, a website that he was doing 
that was like a response to Goop. It was like a, it was like making fun of Goop. Like he made his own pod, he made his own website, making, but it was like really kind of like highbrow funny, but it was so like out there that like you didn't, it, it was fucking strange. It, I understand making sketches, making fun of it, but your whole website is dedicated to making fun of Goop. Yeah. That's pretty fucking. Uh, That's what all the world like. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you what. He had like a. He's a big wrestling fan. Like he's a diehard, like you know, professional wrestling fan. So he had these two little wrestling figures of um. It was like Tito Santana and it was like Strike Force. That, that was the name of the the, the, the the wrestling thing. And I go, is that Strike Force? And he and he couldn't believe I knew it. And then we immediately like became best friends because like he was yeah I, I don't know if he has all the money in the world though because I think his parents took a lot of his money and, like, but I think he has a big I think he has a big apartment in uh in New York too um, but I imagine like every Christmas he probably makes a cool million just from Home Alone airings don't you think it's like Katie Kazorla makes like her husband makes a million from. All I want for Christmas is you every goddamn Christmas, every December. Yeah, but it's gotta I don't be something know, like that. But I don't know. I don't know what the. Uh, I don't know if his parents. Uh, oh, they have, yeah, they have the. It goes to them. I, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's the only. That's the only issue there, is whether or not his parents took the money or not. You know. Uh, yeah. Time um, now. So all right, fuck. Uh, Everyone's canceling. I don't know. I mean, Mayhem is a, such a fucking wild card. Um, What's the latest on Mayhem? What's the last you heard from him? He's uh, I'm coming, bro. Go on. I talked to him last night. I talked to him last night, and uh, he sounded really good last night. That's that's uh, as far as I can tell. You know, he, he, you know, I think with him, it's like like when Mayhem is on and sober. There is nobody better. There's very people that are better than him. More charismatic, likable, funny, experienced, yeah. hilarious with it. It's just like, you know, I think that like, as far as like fight, I think that like getting punched in the head is probably not good for your brain cells over a long term period of time. And then when you throw in alcohol or drugs, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like one plus one yeah. equals like 50. You know, it's not just like, it's one of those things where it's, the synergy of the combination of all that, because whenever I meet guys that have alcohol issues and if they're ex fighters or drug issues, it's not like, like regular people having fucking drug issues. It's fucking like, it's, it's horrible. Anyway, Saeed Yoko, this dude right here is a fucking monster. Uh, he won his fight last week and he fought a very good guy, uh, a very good guy. And uh, it was one of those things where, you know, it, 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 it was clear that he was going to win. It was pretty clear. I mean, but he didn't let it go to the judges. And I love fighters like that, that are always looking for the finish. And Trevin Jones is a fucking monster. He hits really hard. He comes, he comes back. He's been known to hit really hard. But this dude, Side, you, 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 uh, you did it, man. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. You're good, funny. Good. <laughs> Thank you, man. C congrats on your on your huge win, your uh, first UFC win. How does it feel? Talk to me. Man, it feels good, man. It's about that time. It's about that time. Uh, did that fight go exactly how you thought it was gonna go? 
I think it was going to be even harder than that, but I'll take that too. Now, this dude has knocked people out, like a lot of people out. He hit you pretty clean a couple times. Did you ever get rocked at all? Oh, um, I don't know if he hit me. I don't think he did. Did yeah. he? I, I mean, he hit. I mean, did he hit you? It uh, I don't know. I didn't. I mean, my face is pretty nice. I didn't. Hit, I didn't get hit. I think maybe yeah. he did. Not sure. Now you had him out. Did you know he was out? Did you? Were you telling Herb Dean stop the fight? Like break? No, I didn't know he was out. I was gonna go until he tapped. Okay, because a lot of people were. You had him in a guillotine. You had him in guillotine, front guillotine. Yeah. A lot of people were mad at Herb Dean afterwards. Yeah, they were. The, the Twitter is so funny. They'd say some fucked up shit about him. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, how long was he out before Herb stopped it? Oh, I didn't even know he was out because I looked. Are there memes? I walked away. There- I walked away. And then by the time I, I looked at him, he was up already. I didn't even pay attention because I was so tired, man. I was just fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I didn't even pay attention to him. Now, you took the fight on what? One week notice? Two week notice? Four. Including Four the flight. Um, oh, flight from where? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, that's where I was born and raised. What's it like growing up in Uzbekistan? It's cool, you know. It's, it's funny. Um, it's rough, hard. A lot of street fights. It's whatever. It's normal, you know? Well, now, I mean, what do you do for fun over there? Uh, ride horses, take care of the farm. You know, I have sheep out there, taking taking care of the cows. You know, just farm life. I mean, I, I'm a city boy. I'm a city boy out there, but, you know, we had to uh, survive by, you know, the farm. You know, that's how we made money out there. Who's but famous? Been- like, is there any famous people from Uzbekistan? Who's the natural hero, natural hero there? Famous, like, uh, I mean, famous people out there, famous only for Uzbekistan. You know, we have uh, Mahmoud Muradov. He's in the UFC. He's pretty famous. Uh, we have this soccer player uh, that plays for Roma. We have a lot of boxers. Our boxers are like monsters. You know, we have a really good boxing. I mean, famous, you know, they're famous for their own. You know, they're not really known internationally, like, like I said, like who, like two chain or yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you it. know. So how many? You guys have like two sheep. Um, so <laughs> how? No, no, I got like right now. I got like twenty, over a little over twenty. So you have twenty <laughs> now. What do you do with twenty sheep? Like what? What? What's? 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 Your oh, name? you just you know you raise them, you feed them, and then you sell them. You know, you kill them, you eat them. You know. You uh, rally? Oh man, so you actually eat your own sheep. I mean, it's a meat, but you know, it's it's cheaper when it's on your your own. But aren't they like? Don't you get like attached to them and like they can become your friends? Then you gotta eat them. No, they dumb. You know, you don't want to get attached to them. <laughs> All right, and then how Sheeps many? How many, how many cow? How many cows do you have? <laughs> uh right now I don't have any because my dad sold it all. I had like when I was young, I had like three. So you have three cows. I had it. I don't have it anymore. You have twenty sheep. I got a lot of goats. I got like twenty goats. Wow. Wow. You're like a, a, a real manly man. Like, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't know what to do with any. I have like a dog and a, a bunny. Uh, I got a dog. I got a horse. I have camel. You have, you have are you camel? there now? Where are you now? I'm in Chicago right now. Oh. Uh, you have a camel at home? Camel. I got camel. What do you do with a camel? 
Oh, we just, it's just there, you know, just walking around. We just like to look at them. That's it's the coolest fun. thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I, now, um, as far as, now, when did you start wrestling and boxing and jiu-jitsu? I started wrestling in uh, 2010, like freshman year in college. I mean, high school, when I came to America. Because that was like only like good sport that I could do for free. You know, it was in the high school. So I just joined it and I fell in love with it. It was fun. So your parents were that, Uzbekistan, your parents were Uzbekistan when you were in high school to Chicago. No, 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 no. Uh, we we came to America as a family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, your family came when you were you were in high school. Yeah, I was uh, thirteen, almost fourteen. Now, were there was was it a big culture shock because I know like I don't know how the, the girls are in Uzbekistan, but it seems like it's a per, are, are they are they covered? Or is, is no, no. It's it's pretty it's pretty open. It's like a Europe out there. It's nothing like. It's nothing like people think. It's pretty uh, open. You know, they do whatever the fuck they want. But culture shock. I came to Brooklyn, New York. I lived there for like five years out there, you know. Then I moved out from there. So you were five years out in Brooklyn. I must have been crazy. I mean, for a, a kid to go yeah. from Uzbekistan to Brooklyn. Yeah, you, it was it was crazy. Did you get picked on at all? or? All the time, you know, all the time I got picked. I didn't speak English, but they used to make try to make fun of me. And I used to get mad. And then I tried fighting them. I got in trouble. <laughs> they tried to kick me out from school. Wow. Okay, so you, yeah. went, you went to Brooklyn. What, what high school did you go to in, uh, in uh, Brooklyn? Uh, New Trick High School. New Trick. I used to work at Poly Prep. I was a wrestling coach. Oh, I used to uh, always wrestle against those people, Poly Prep. They, uh, yeah. actually wanted me, they actually wanted me to wrestle for Poly Prep, but they told me that I have to uh, retake my uh, junior year, you know? Oh, okay. But, because I had bad grades. I was like, fuck no, I'm not trying to redo this. I'm trying to get out of high school. Yeah, I was a wrestling coach over there at Poly Prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, there's a Russian guy out there now. Yeah. He actually wanted me. Ka I forgot his Ka name. Ka coach Costa. Yeah, that was my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wanted me. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's from like around there, where like you are. Yeah. yeah Mike Novogratz, all his kids. I don't know if you know Mike Novogratz. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sponsors Beat the Streets. His kids, they, were all, they all used to go there. So you wrestle for Beat the Streets, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I was trying to find you. Got I'm trying to sign stuff on you, and you must have been some wrestler in high school. I mean, were you a New York State champ? What is Beat the Streets? Tell me what that it's, is. Beat the Streets is like a program. You know, they they help the city kids like in, in wrestling. You know, they like sponsor. It's like a uh, it's like a program. You know, after school program. For kids, where they have, maybe could trouble and get in fights in real yeah, life. And, yeah, and then they have yeah. but they have these huge wrestling events with like these major. Yeah. Sports. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like stars like in like the wrestling world, like Jordan Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. I wrestled in Times Square the first time they did it. I was one of the first wrestlers that wrestled outside. So you must have been great. I was all right for city wrestling. I was all right. I was the runner-up for New York State. You took second. I never won. New York. Yeah. That's huge. What, what do you mean? That's fucking, that's really. Yeah, I, mean, I took, uh, I went there three times. My uh, sophomore year, I, did, I went on to. My junior year, I took sixth place, and then my senior year, I took second. That, as so to, start prodigy. As a, to start as a freshman and to take yeah. second to state as a senior is insane. I had I had good throws, you know. No, nah, fuck you. What, what are you all humble, man? That's amazing, bro. You know how they are over there, man. They're humble over there. They just, you know. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I took my camel to the state tournament. I got off. <laughs> I fucking took hands with the sheep. Um, now, did you wrestle in college or? Yes, I did. I did wrestle one year in college, junior college, you know. 
junior college. I, I didn't have enough. I didn't have good grades to go to like D one or D two. I did only one year and I dropped out. I didn't like it. One year in and then you've been living in Chicago since. No, after that with Minnesota, I did. Um, I was learning business, like flipping houses and shit. Yeah. But I didn't like that either. And then I was like, man, I gotta fight. And I started fighting after that. Got it. And now you're nine and two. Yeah. And you finally made it to the UFC. And you knocked yeah. out Oscar Askarov, who's a good fighter, uh, in 18 seconds. That guy's like the guy. 36. 36 seconds. I mean, they yeah. were making. He, that guy was the favorite. Oh yeah, he's uh, you know he's he's local Illinois here. He's like he's a fraud, you know. He's bullshit fighter. <laughs> so who do you want to fight next? Oh, someone really, you know, big name. Like someone like tougher, you know. Maybe this guy, Brian Boom Callagher. I'd like to fight him. It'd be a good fight with him. What about do you have a rivalry with the Dagestan guys? No, I don't have anything against them, you know. It is what it is, you know. We fought one time with him. No, no rivalry, nothing, you know. I'm, you fought Khabib's cool. brother, right? You fought Khabib's brother? Yeah, that was I fought him when I was only like, one year into my MMA career, you know? I mean, it was, uh, it was uh, he, kind of what, he, what, he, he just like uh, took you down and like laid on you? Uh, so, I mean, something like that, a little bit of that. He didn't want to really engage. I mean, you can't watch the fight. I mean, it was, uh, I, I didn't have enough experience, you know? He beat me clean, you know? It just I just didn't have enough experience. Dude, I, I wasn't... honestly, like, after watching your fight last week, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> uh, I was like, damn, you look like a world beater. I mean, how how old are you? 25. Dude, you have, you're going to be huge, man. You just got to stay away from the God willing. A lot, of, a, a lot of women in Chicago trying to hook you up with you or what? Yeah, <laughs> man, they're on my DMs, but I'm good, though. I'm good, I though. You, I love your Twitter. You said those ring girls inspire you to fight. Well, no, because Khabib says Khabib said that the ring girls are pointless. Khabib said there's no point in having ring girls. And he pissed off everybody in the MMA community. I mean, what, what he basically said was the ring girls' most unimportant part of fighting. And that's kind of true. That is true. I mean, you can't have a fight without the ref. You can't have a fight without a fighter. You can have a fight without the ring girl. So, like he's saying, like, as far as importance, but don't get rid of fucking ring girls. I mean, who, come on, dude. What, what yeah. are you, you know? we, people want to look at him. You know, they like right. to whisper and shit. Exactly. Well, li listen, Saeed, uh, where can people follow you? Uh, Twitter, Saeed Yokub, uh, MMA. And then my Instagram is Saeed Yokub135. Dude, you're killing the game. You're, just stay away from the girls. That that's gonna kill you. I'm telling you, man. Yes, sir. I already know. All right. Stay away from the girls. <laughs> now, are you getting mostly Middle Eastern girls, Persian girls, uh, Iranian girls? What type of women are going into your DMs? I haven't checked it. I haven't opened it. I don't know. He's a good uh, man. Look at him. <laughs> so send them to me. All right. Take care. Yeah, I got you. Take Get care. Bye. Bye. All right. Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, would you ever know that guy is a fucking train killer? Not at all, man. What's his weight class? 135. And, I mean, yeah. he is a monster. We have the champ with us. The, we have a champion. A fucking yeah. dude right here is the toughest guy in the history of the world. I mean, he's one of those dudes <laughs> that, like, if you were, like, putting together an army of people, uh, that you need, this is the guy. This guy was a monster in the UFC. He never should have got cut from the UFC. He, and now he went into bare knuckle boxing. 
without really having any boxing experience before. And now he's the champ. He is number one in the world in bare knuckle boxing. Johnny Bedford, how are you, man? I am well, sir. Great to see you, man. I, <clears throat> see me, I, I appreciate being here, dude. I'm a big fan. So yeah, oh, dude. And I, obviously talking to me, I got it. Introduced me, I got it. That's a, that's quite an honor. So thank you, sir. No, dude, I, I, I got the bare knuckle boxing app. It's like $5 a month. It's probably the greatest app ever. I can't believe, I don't know how they're making any money on this app, but fuck it. Uh, your, <laughs> your fight was awesome, but I was worried about you because the first round you dropped the guy and then did you like get a little bit like, I got this? Did you get a little too confident? Um, maybe a little bit. I, I, I actually did kind of what I think I needed to do, if I'm being honest. I didn't want to get overly excited. Yeah. I felt like I, obviously fighting him before, sometimes, you know, um, even not even with him as an opponent in my past, I almost start forcing things sometimes, and I didn't want to do that. So <clears throat> dropping him early was – it was nice, you know, but I wanted to stay – I didn't want to go out there and, you know, lose, lose the game plan and start trying to force things and forcing this knockout that may not be there you know, blow my water, whatever else, and shit goes bad, so. Now, I thought you were going to – I thought it was going to be over in one round, though. I was like, dude, this dude is not – I mean, he was wobbly. I give the guy a lot of credit. Tough guy. Uh, it, but he was obviously just overmatched. Like, you – it just – I think if you fight that guy ten times, you're going to beat him nine out of ten, if not ten out of ten times. I just think that you got – you have that guy. And your fight with uh, uh, that win, that – I had you winning that fight, too. Like that, but that was close. That was a close one, but that was it a was, great fight. It was close. Um, a lot of people in the media and, and have reached out to me. And they said they had me winning that fight too. Um, and then you hear the whole you get to to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And it was like he didn't decisively beat you. Yeah, I went home and I watched it. Um, I probably, if I'm being honest, I I I give it to him probably, and. Um, I say that humbly because I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at the judges. I'm, I'm mad at myself. Like, when I watch the fight, it just pisses me off because I just underperformed. Um, and it's been kind of a, a, a history of sorts. You know what I mean? Outside bull crap gets in the way of your professional life and it affects your performance. And when you let those things happen, you know, you don't perform well. And uh, since that that fight, I've had to make some changes. I've gotten rid of, you know, coaches slash best friend, same guy. Um, just, I could no longer do it. And it didn't matter. I wanted to fight that win again. I was planning on fighting that win again. Uh, um, I'm sure we'll get there, but he, he, he was released from the promotion. So most importantly, he was getting that belt back. So I had to fight Reggie again, but it didn't matter who I fought that night. Just where I was at mentally, just where I was at in that training camp. Um, I was ready to perform, and I think it showed. Dude, bare knuckle boxing. In the beginning, I was a little skeptical because uh, I was like, "What is this? Like, are these?" But it is, Bill. It's so entertaining. Yeah, man. Dude, they they put like thirty fights in there, and it moves so quickly, and every fight is is entertaining, pretty much. I've never seen guys get knocked out. More guys get knocked down and then win the fight than in this sport. Like guys just get knocked down like fuck it i'm getting back up and i'm winning the fight it's it's, it's crazy johnny what's the biggest adjustment from going to um mma to bare knuckle <laughs> um the, the, 
it's different. Obviously, it's different, and it's different in ways that most people probably wouldn't guess. It's different in the sense that your hands are now no longer weapons. You got to protect them, um, and I think people don't realize that. Um, it's this 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 answer. It's safer, and that's why because you're not your hands aren't taped up and gauzed up what they normally are, and then a glove put on the top. When I was fighting in MMA or fighting in boxing, you have no fear of breaking your hand. You take that wrap off, you take that glove, you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to touch that. Like, it, it hurts. Um, that's the biggest adjustment is you got to understand, like, one, where you, there's no longer there's no longer Chuck Liddell overhand rights. Because you hit him on top of the head, you're going to be without a gun in a gunfight. You know what I mean? So it's, I say, cheekbones and below is your, your targets. You know what I mean? You don't want to hit him on top of the head. That's the last thing you want to do. And you're certainly not, again, loading up shots. Because I see you pull your hand back. I'll put my head down. like, go ahead. Like, I'll take oh, one you hand. Actually want to get, you actually tried to have the guy hit you in the top of the head? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you see me all the time. I got my hands down, kind of <laughs> kind of moving my head. Like, I know if you hit me, it, you're, you're again, you're going to hurt yourself. Wow. Like, it's completely different. This is a very hard um, – I grew up wrestling. I used my head for everything. You know what I mean? I was blessed with a big old rock hard head. I put that, you know what I mean? I use it with fighting head position wrestling growing up. Like, so yeah, if, you, if I see you pull your hand back, like, go ahead. I think I'll take them here all day long because you're just hurting yourself. You're not going to throw that shot again. That's crazy. Bill, I didn't even think about it. I mean, there was a movie about no. that where, like, Brian Dennehy tried to, like, basically, like, I forgot the movie where the guy, like, broke his hand on the guy's head. That was his fucking... I was about to say, there must be some fights that stopped after someone breaks their hand, right? It, it, yeah, it happens, and it's like you're the dumbass. You knew you were a bare box, but and, and you know what I mean. Two, like, kind of got to deal with it. I, 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 my, this hand's pretty swollen right now, so and that's yeah. six days ago. It was this big the other day. Uh, um, yeah, it happens, and and like I don't want to keep you know talking about the same stuff, but like people don't realize this. Like gloves were never invented for your head; they were invented for my hands. Because fights stepped ending anticlimactically because this guy broke his hand and couldn't continue. Or this guy won a fight and couldn't fight again. Like, so we got to protect your hands. So what do we do? We turn them yeah. into weapons. And now, you know what I mean? Like, what I, I, I coach very often too. So, like, when I wrap hands, that should be almost illegal. These guys are in a cast. Like, and then I put a four-ounce glove on these kids and I say, go kill that dude. And he has zero fear of hurting his hand. He'll go punch yeah. a brick wall right now. You know what I mean? Like literally, he'll go punch a brick wall. You take that stuff off. It's like, uh oh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to punch that brick wall. Are you stupid? Like no way. So yeah, it's crazy. So this Sunday we got Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. That's the big. Everyone's talking about it. I wish they weren't. Uh, I love Tyron Woodley, but they are. Um, you obviously you have a lot more experience boxing than either of us. Uh, who do you like in this fight, and why? Put me on the spot. I'm an MMA guy. I'm a Tyron Woodley fan. I'm a wrestling guy. Tyron Woodley's a wrestler guy. Um, Jake Paul. <laughs> I think Jake Paul is going to win because I think Jake Paul's smart. I think Jake Paul's really been in real boxing gyms for the last five years, and no one realizes that. I think the yeah. kid's taking the sport serious. I think he's sparred with really good guys. I think it's a completely different sport than MMA. Um, I think. Tyron Woodley's definitely his hardest fight to date. Um, we shall see, but I don't think Tyron Woodley's got the got a fifth of the pure boxing sparring rounds in that Jake Paul does at this point. And Tyron Woodley's been a 
world champion, right? But like pure boxing's different. When you can't take someone down and your level changes don't matter that much and all these little subtleties are different. Canelo's, in, uh, can, I say Canelo, uh, Jake Paul, and he's with real boxers. I mean, he, 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 that's all he's done. He hasn't, he hasn't played MMA. He hasn't, he hasn't been any interested in MMA. He's been in real boxing gyms with real boxers. Um, I'm scared. I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't say scared. I know, me too. I, I know. I, I, I want Tyron. I just, I'm like, if there's a God, <laughs> but, please, <laughs> I mean, just come on, please just give us this God. I mean, this Tyron, ha, the thing about Ben Askren took the fight, not seriously at all. I mean, he literally, he, he picked canine Bunridge as this guy who yeah. boxer known for having no technique. I mean, the guy he picked, and he, he was doing a half-hour workout a day without sparring. And he, he went yeah, he wild, didn't spar. He didn't, like, it's crazy. He went to wild card for one week. And, and that fight still was stopped too early, maybe. I mean, I, he, I think eventually he would have got taken out. Uh, maybe like Agreed. a week later. But, and then Nate Robinson is a guy <laughs> with, like, who's never fought before. So are we giving Jake Paul too much credit, though? I... Because, yeah. I mean, he does have a 30-pound weight advantage, though. Tyron fights at 170. Jake walks around at 210. So, but Tyron, Tyron cuts from 190, probably, to 170. But he's, a five, he's like 5'8", 5'9". He's a pretty short guy. I don't know, man. I just, ugh, fuck. Now, I don't like it. I don't I, like it. I think, uh, I, I, think uh, I said it all along. And I, I don't like it. I think I think Jake Paul. You put me on the spot, and if I had to be honest, um, and if Jake Paul, I think Jake Paul by decision. But how many rounds is it? It's eight rounds. It's a fifty dollars. Fifty dollars on pay per view Showtime. This eight is a, rounder. Yeah. Jake Paul decision. Oh. That's my pick. Fuck. Now, if they were doing bare knuckle boxing, who would win? <laughs> Uh, Tyron Woodley, because wrestling matters in bare knuckle boxing. You can clinch, and head position matters, and and you can make it a more of a dog fight. Right. Um, Tyron Woodley. Now, what what did you think of Blueface? Because Blueface joined your the rapper Blueface, Bill. If you don't know, uh, he he has that that song Thadiana is a big a big song. Yep. Um, he went into bare knuckle boxing, but fought with boxing gloves on. I didn't really understand. Yeah, but. But didn't so I, I don't know what they were doing there. Um, it was a it was a business decision, obviously. Um, uh, David Feldman and Bare Knuckle wanted all, all those Thadiana fans to <laughs> yeah. pay four ninety nine a month for that app, and yeah, so they put a bunch of guys on there. The and I thought like- it was going to be Bare Knuckle, and then it was not Bare Knuckle. It was amateur boxing, is what it was. Right. Um, but if anyone was good in the whole card. It was probably Blueface. Um, <laughs> it, they all—they were not great fights. The only one that looked like he took it semi-serious and and could throw good punches was Blueface. But yes, but who was the guy that came into the ring afterwards and tried to fight him? Oh hell, I, <laughs> I'm 38, bro, and I don't—I don't—I have no idea. I, I didn't know. I didn't know like seven of the eight, and I didn't know Blueface at first. And someone said exactly that. You know that song, Bust Down Party? I was like, yes. <laughs> That's it. I was like, oh, I know this thing, that song. Well, it does seem like like bare knuckle is kind of like how the UFC was in the early years, where like people are just running into the to the ring. That like it's there's fights like Tyron Woodley almost fought Hector Lombard over their side chick at the event because <laughs> they both had the same side chick. 
there's a lot going on in, in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, then Tyron beat up the other guy after his fight where he held the guy's shorts and then hit the guy. And then some other guy came into the ring and then Tyron like hit, like hit him with a five piece combo. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, a- oh no, no, that was, uh, wasn't that, um, no, Hector Lombard did that. H- Hector, Hector Lombard. Lombard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hector, that- Hector Lombard fought Joe Riggs. It yeah. got all weird because of the eye poke and then it stopped. And then Hector yeah. Lombard, yeah, pieces up some <laughs> other guy trying to look for a big fight, walks in there. I agree with you. When you said it's, old school UFC, I think it needs to get away from that. Like if this sport wants to be mainstream, like it's heading, it's, it's growing fast. The, the, the circus shit needs to stop. Like, really, give it's the, it's the, kind of funny though. Like, I mean, uh, having people, having random people just run into the, <laughs> having blue face beat up random fans is kind of funny. Yeah. It's good TV. But, right. And that's all that matters. Well, I hear yeah. there has to be a happy medium. Like I think For celebrity, sure. like, like celebrity boxing, is doing um, a fight between Wideneck. You know who Wideneck is? Yep. <laughs> so that, Bill Dawes. So this guy got arrested, and he has a really wide neck. This black guy, like, so he became so he a mugshot. A mugshot, because his and they were and they, and all the jokes were like, he's got next, or like, <laughs> you know, man, like it was all neck things, like you know. So he's he's like next in line. Anyway, so he's fighting a guy named Holy Grail, uh, who I think is like. Look, I don't know what is going on with him. He's a TikTok star, but doesn't look like he's in very good shape to fight. I think he's on the same card as Lamar Odom versus Riddick Bowe. Uh, so at least, like, because I think, like, as, like, that is the lowest of the low as far as, like, but then Triller is, like, a step above them, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and then Bare Knuckle Boxing is a step above them as far as legitimacy. So, I mean, at least they're not, you know, it, it's not complete chaos. So. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but it seems like people probably want the chaos, too. That's pro- probably part of the charm, because everything's so corporate and sanitized now. They want a little bit of mess, like the UFC early days. Kind of. I mean, some of these bare-knuckle boxing fights, like, you see, like, in the, in the undercard, like, the free YouTube ones, maybe they're just trying to get knockouts, because they'll have a guy who's, like, 5-0, and oh, who had, like, nine fights in MMA versus a guy who looks like they found him in the parking lot. Like he looks like, like he's 0 and 2 and you're like, who the fuck, who said It's still so new, right? They're building a roster and then, and then everyone, everyone's hot. It's hot right now. So everybody, my Facebook messenger is like, how do I get into bare knuckle? I'll be the best. I'll be, it's crazy. And then these guys go out there and they get hit once. And it's like, this isn't for you. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you just wasted your own. You embarrassed yourself. You wasted everyone's fucking time. They they used you to sell a couple tickets because you live thirty minutes from here. You know what I mean? They gave you a shot, and you had no ambition of putting up. As soon as you got touched, you didn't like it. It's like oh, I would see my own blood, and it's over. There was a fight one time with Ray Mercer. Ray Mercer was a guy who uh, he was like a world. I think he was like Olympic gold medalist. But towards later on in his career, he was just taking money fights. Like he lost to Kimbo Slice in an MMA fight. He didn't know how to defend the guillotine. And then there was a fight where, like, he offered the guy, like, 50 grand to go down, like, during the fight. Like, it, it like, picked him up. It picked up his, his audio of, like, hey, I'll oh. give you 100 grand. And then he was, like, charged for trying to throw a fight. But his thing was, like, <laughs> I was just trying to win. Which, anyway, I mean, so he, he had a fight, I think, in Pride or one of the – in Japan. And he fought Remy Bojanski in kickboxing. And he got kicked once. 
and just said, fuck this. Like he didn't go down. He just, he just said, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. He he was there for a paycheck and he got kicked one time. He said, I don't, I, I I don't like that. Yeah. I'm done. It it does seem like bare knuckle boxing is sort of like, you see guys get hit and they're like, oh shit. Because I mean, how do you spar for bare knuckle boxing? You don't, you don't, you spar. I spar with 16 ounce gloves on our headgears with pro boxers. You don't, you see, you, you tell them they're allowed to grab your head a little more, that they're not used to it. It's that that's the hard part, right? Is how do you prepare for it? Um you clinch a little bit more with your coaches. Um, I'm lucky that the grappling side of it is my background. Um, you know, growing up wrestling, um, you're gonna let me grab your head and punch you? Oh shit, you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> you were like a four time state champ, right? I was not. Actually, not even close actually, but um, I, I was good. I was pretty good. My senior year, I fell short. I was fifty-one and one my senior year. So, wow! Thanks for bringing it up. You made me cry. Now, fifty-one and one is pretty good. I did yeah. not win a state championship though, but I do went on to wrestle at Cleveland State. Me and uh, former yeah. heavyweight champ Steve Bamiostic were teammates. Gerald Harris. Um, wow. So we had a good little team there for a couple of years, and then somehow the three of us all out, out of that squad found MMA and did pretty good. Obviously, Myostic was a UFC champ, Gerald Harris, Sports Center slamming people and shit. So, me and Gerald, <laughs> me and Gerald have done many comedy shows together. By the way, dude, he's all he's, he's a really funny comedian, and I, I mean, Bill, like, legitimately hilarious comedian, and he's also like the mayor of Tulsa. Like, and, yeah, yeah, the president of the student council. And he was like the president was all black fraternity, president of the student council, captain of the wrestling team. Doing yeah. stand-up comedy, the dude's amazing. Was there yeah, selected got, for like, Real World Paris? Like, he's one of those guys where like he has kids and then he coaches kids, and some of the kids like were homeless. Like, there was a homeless kid on his team or something, so he like took in their family. So wow, like, he's just he's and, and never you never know it. Like you just like you just ask him how many kids stay in your house? Like nine. Well, because blah blah, blah. and you're like, what the like? Just yeah. a really good dude, uh, really underrated person. Like Gerald Harris, like, uh, one of those guys that like. People don't talk about, but they should because there's like a real like role model. For um, sure. Now, but I see guys sometimes in bare knuckle boxing; they're just like punching ice to like make their hands like. Is that something that you would recommend? Like they're just nope. hitting ice buckets. I, I protect my hands until it's fight night. I've had some hand injuries though. My right hand's pretty gnarly. Like so, there's no way to make your hands tougher. I, I don't. Fuck no. I, I protect them up until the moment I need to use them. Because I'm going to fight for 10 minutes and adrenaline's going to take over and I broke my hand before, I'll be okay. We're going to get through this shit. Did you ever fight felony? I did. Yeah, I so, did. Okay. So uh, I'll tell you, there's a guy named Crazy Horse. You ever hear Crazy Horse, Bill? Uh, of course. Yes. Of course. Legend. Crazy Horse, you know, he got that into bare knuckle boxing and he would, like, <laughs> this dude is the most entertaining human being on the planet, like, as far as, like, if anyone needed a reality show, it, it should be this dude because you don't know what's going to happen with Craig. I mean, he changes into felony, but go on, John. Changes into felony, that or weigh-ins. So I fought him two fights ago because I won the belt through a tournament, and I'm like, who am I going to fight next? There's no number one contender. So I went up a weight class, and now the promotion's trying to find someone that makes sense for me to fight. Insert felony Charles Bennett, right? We, we need an opponent. We're going to go up a weight class. Uh, so, so that's who I fight. Long story short, we're in Biloxi for the fight. He misses weight. Everyone's looking for him. Like, what the? What's going on? They find him live on YouTube in his car smoking blunts with a hoodie <laughs> on. Like, literally, literally at the weigh-ins. 
Like he's just smoking blunts, talking to all these Russian people on YouTube live. Like, and that's how he makes all his money. They give him donations and he just literally is on YouTube four to six hours a day, just mostly smoking weed and listening to rap music. And I, I but it was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Did he, now, there are times that he's waiting naked. Did he weigh in like butt naked for your fight? All the time, yeah. Women are like, I didn't want to fucking. Some of them are. They, they they didn't want to see it. Maybe some had no clue. It, it yeah. Every time he just wants to like show his dick to everyone. Yeah, and he he dude, look at his hashtags. It's like little dick black man and stuff. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, he's obsessed with Angela Hill. Like every single thing on Twitter is him trying to fuck Angela Hill. Uh, Angela Hill's married. Like has no interest yeah. in felony. But it's all like. I'm gonna get you pregnant. Like I mean, it's just like him trying to fuck Angela Hill, and to, and then also commenting to like black prostitutes. Uh, be like, yo, how much? Like, like he's asking women, and I want to retweet this, but I'm like, who, like this is I can't even. No one. Yeah. I don't even know where to, to even start with it. You know. Um, so what happened? You 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 knocked him out one round. Uh, second round, he he used the whole oh my hander. I hit him with a shot, and he fell down. He didn't yeah. get back up. Was this for bare knuckle MMA? No, nope, this was BKFC. BKFC. This was BKFC, yeah, because then he went on and he fought the first Gamebred. Gamebred yeah, yeah, yeah. is doing bare knuckle MMA now, and we need to start. We need a name to be our main event, right? So yeah, insert yeah. insert felony Charles Bennett, uh, and he fought Jason Knight. Yeah, and he was right. actually boxing Jason Knight up. Jason yeah. Knight had turned into a grappling match, and then rear naked choked him and. Dude, I, I met somebody from Reno, and who's a fighter. He's a one and zero who went down there to audition for Bare Knuckle MMA. They flew him down there, and he's showing me a video. He's fighting in like a backyard. Is there's like twenty dudes around him on grass, and and they're having a fight, and uh, and he gets knocked down, and he puts down a triangle, and like and, and wins. And I think he got signed to Masvidal's promotion that way. But I'm like, we have went full circle. Like this, we're back to like Kimbo Slice shit, right? This is, yeah, this is back to yeah. It's cra it was crazy. I think, like, I think the guy wore jeans that was fighting him. It oh was just, my god! It, it was crazy. I, I'm like, what's the weight class? It was open weight. There was no weight class. There was no weigh-ins, uh, mm -hmm. and the guy didn't know how to defend a triangle. I mean, basically, of course, guy's guard, and and uh, the guy had good hands, but. It's fucking crazy. There was supposed to be um, Bare Knuckle MMA. The, it was supposed to be, what's his name? Uh, Alex, Alex, uh, you know, Alex, Mike Perry's friend who got kicked out of the PFL. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Alex um, was supposed to fight Bigfoot Silva. He goes by the Spartan Nicholson. Yeah. So he said, Alex Nicholson was supposed to fight Bigfoot Silva and Bare Knuckle MMA. But Bigfoot Silva, he said, according to Alex Nicholson, ran back into the, into the forest, he said. Uh, <laughs> and now he's fighting Jeremy May or Jack May. You know, that guy, he's been around forever. So yeah, Mayhem Miller, Miller uh, is yeah. joining us. He's, he's an hour late for the podcast, Jason. Mayhem Miller. Wait, Johnny, I have a question real quick. Would you be interested in bare knuckle MMA or is that something that you just want to focus on the boxing? Um, I'm happy in BKFC. Um, and the real truth is I'm too damn old to do five-minute rounds. I don't want to go back to MMA. Um, I like be, I, I don't want to have to grapple anymore. I've, I've, I've done a lot of that my whole life. Um, 
BKFC has got a great rule set for me right now where I'm at in life. Um, I've got guys in my gym that I think would do great in bare knuckle MMA. Um, my business partner is one of them. He's fought for Bellator. He really wants a shot. So, um, but he's 28. He's hungry. He's, he, he, he wants to grapple. Um, so, no, to answer your question, I'm really happy. I'm, PKFC takes care of me, too, if I'm being really honest. So, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good employee. I'm, I'm a thankful employee. And, uh, yeah. So, Paige Van Zant is 0-2 in bare knuckle. But, I mean, if you could be – she's showing promise. I mean, she, her fights are close. She's tough. Not afraid to get hit. Do you think she's got a future in this? Like, what, what are your thoughts on Paige Van Zandt? Oh, wow. Do I think she has a future? Do I think she'll ever be a champion? No. Um, but I think it's good for everyone, if I'm being honest. She's getting paid really well. If, if, if the numbers that they're saying are true, she's getting paid really well. Like, But I also hear that for four ninety nine a month, you're saying it's underpriced. There's like two hundred fifty thousand subscribers that pay that every month. I, I'm not, I'm not dumb, you know, man. I don't do math. That's a million plus a month. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, so again, what's 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 good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, you know, if the if the company's making money, and I know that, and it's it's pretty open knowledge. Well, guess what? I get to renegotiate a contract too as as a champion. So it's good for me. Um, What's next for Paige? They got to find her a fight she can win. Um, they've got to find her a fight that makes sense. Because um, holy cow, that last one, Jimmy. She said she was like suicidal. That that's scary. That's like it's yeah. just fighting, girl. Like you'll be all right. I, you don't need to. Say, I don't. I mean, I get it. Losing, fuck, it sucks. Like it's the worst feeling in the whole world. But I don't. I don't know. I I I, I kind of went on a tangent there. I, I no, you got you. I love that. I love that she's there. I, I I think it's good for the sport. I truly do because it's she's not just they're not she's not just a blue face that's bringing in celebrities. She actually fucking fights too, and and she's fighting real fighters and they're competitive fights and she's just a step behind. So Bill, so this guy Damon Feldman is a genius. Is it, he basically has signed the three hottest women arguably in MMA? And, and the bare knuckle boxing, he has Paige Van Zandt, Rachel Ostevich, and Pearl Gonzalez. All like yeah. spoke shows, they all have OnlyFans. They're all like, I didn't know you could find three hot chicks that can legitimately fight in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, but he somehow brings them over. Um, it's it's fucking kind of wild, right, Johnny? It's really wild because knowing that it's bare knuckle, you're gonna get cut up. I'm like, you guys are way too pretty to be doing this shit. Like, you know, it was a yeah. joke when I fought Dat Win. I was I was fought for a world title. I was the undercard to Paige Van Zandt. She was the main event. And then I'm backstage, and what happens? Paige loses her fight. And I'm in line to get stitches, but hell no. They're going to do the pretty blonde first. So, <laughs> like, this is bull. I said, what do I need, bigger tits to get my face stitched up or what, bro? Like, this is bullshit. But That's I let it go. And... Uh, Jason, are you – Mayhem, are you here? You're an hour late. <laughs> we started – Mayhem Miller's here. Yeah, May, is it, now this is your former coach, right, Ultimate Fighter? Dude, it's been a long time. Yes, 2011, I was Team Mayhem. Yes, you were Team Mayhem. We're here with Johnny Bedford. Uh, Jason, um, I like your technology, though. You got it on the – you got a whole thing. So, I don't know if you know this, Johnny uh, Mayhem, but uh, uh, this is a very, very normal. Uh, Johnny Bedford is the bare-knuckle boxing – Goddamn right here! 
He's the champ <laughs> of the fucking world. He's the number one guy in the world in a sport. How crazy is that? Fucking makes sense. Why does that make sense, Jason? Because the motherfucker is the sheriff of Nottingham or wherever the hell he lives. You know what I mean? This motherfucker just good luck getting by those arms. So you knew. <laughs> so you knew back in the day when you were training him that this dude was going to one day. Well, I didn't know that bare knuckle was going to be a sport. And I was like, well, if these motherfuckers stopped taking Bedford down like bitches, like he, he would be fucking hurting everybody. But, uh, you know, that's the sport I made. Fuck, I'm a grappler myself. Uh, if I can't beat you standing up, I'll take you to the floor. That happened a few times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was apparent to me what was going on. I was like, all right, well, nobody wants to fucking bang with that guy. So God bless you. We figured out some bare knuckle fighting. But, but you knew that this dude is just one of those guys who's super tough, right? He's just like. Well, obviously, but here's the thing about him is, like, he's the type of uh, fighter. I'm going to talk about you like you're not uh, here, all right? <laughs> so just mute yourself if you want. I doubt you're going to interrupt me. Uh, man, he's one of them guys with that gift. I don't know, Conor McGregor, Gene, somewhere down in the fucking cousinhood. Uh, he got a long, lanky-ass body. You see, like, a guy like O'Malley, similar style, body style, right? And grit. You know, that's like the toughest thing. You can't really teach that. I was laughing. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing on Ultimate Fighter? Like, he already know how to fight. You know, like, I was like, all right, well, okay. Now it's about, like, getting good matchups and showcasing your skills. And, I, you know, apparently I'm going to take a little hat saw, cowboy hat off or, like, fuck, we don't even wear a cowboy hat, Bedford. You wear, like, a, I don't know, trucker rig or some shit, right? And fucking put your... <laughs> Point, put, point it up like that and fuck with a toothpick in your mouth and be like, that's right, bare knuckle fighting. So, Johnny, how was Mayhem as a uh, coach? It was great, dude. I, 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 was, I was super thankful to get Mayhem as a coach, dude. I, I, Congratulations, champ. Let me just cut you off there. Got <laughs> <laughs> your flowers, bud. Uh, you know, internet, flowers. But they still count. I love you, dude. Uh, you're a fucking champion. That's so nice, Jason. Okay, Johnny, what were you saying? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Don't remember. No, ma'am. Uh, that was great, dude. Uh, we, I, I was very thankful to have him as a coach. Um, we, we, we became friends afterwards. Met down in Houston. Went to some Joe Rogan shows together. It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I've way better than Adam Hunter's shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, man, come see this motherfucker's jokes every Friday, Saturday in Canoga Park, Wisconsin. All right, here I am trying to build you up, Jason, as a coach, and then this is what you fucking. This is what do you mean? I just said you're the best comedian of all time. In Canoga Park, this Wisconsin. weekend to the next. All right, all right. So, all right, there we go. Now, I don't know if you did you watch this fight last week, Jason. No, fuck no! What the fuck? I got seven thousand fights to watch. I like, told if you, you didn't notice, I haven't been around for a few weekends. I told so. you to download the app because uh, he was fighting for the championship, which he won. Uh, and Buddy, now- I downloaded the app already. It's just that on a fucking what was it? Friday or Saturday? I got motherfuckers to coach uh, all the time. Okay, so Johnny, if you don't know, uh, Mayhem Miller. Um, is coaching at Fight Science. He has how many guys you have? Fucking 400, I think. I mean, it, sometimes it feels like two. Now, uh, what happened? Now, I heard you scared some of the people away. They were at a regular t- kickboxing class. 
and you started screaming at everybody? No, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> You're mischaracterizing it. What happened? No, it was just a, like, some potential pros were in with the normies. And I, like, went to pro practice, like, mode for a minute. And then I realized that I was, like, making Karen's shriek. <laughs> so, like, so, they, so, so did they run out of the gym? No, they, dude, the front desk guy, oh, my God. Big jiu-jitsu man. Oh, my, not front desk, I shouldn't say that. You're a partner in the gym. Big-ass lineman. I don't know what the hell. This guy's eating horse meat something. This guy... Uh, it's amazing coach too, Julian. He's uh, you know, he does jiu-jitsu. He's been with jujitsu for a long time, so he knows all his, and he go knows re- he knows everything. He's a right. he's a legitimate MMA coach. Well, I didn't realize that uh, he would. They changed the time. Used to be at eight o'clock, so I thought we we're doing eight o'clock striking, warming up with ground and pound. So I was pretty hype. I was like, hell yeah! So I just jumped in, started yelling at the. Man, the dudes that are taking it serious, right? I was like barking, but then I look up. So you want to do an average? Uh, average and okay, there's a giant black guy that looks like my old probation officer staring at me with his hands on fifth. Okay, <laughs> and, and I'm not talking about. I'm talking my probation officer with all the gear on, tactical shit. Got some fucking braces in, so I don't can't knock his teeth out. Shooting glasses fucking machine gun on one hip basically and then on the other hip like crazy ass taser that would just zap you to a fucking kebab and uh all right that's what this guy looked like standing in his fucking karate geek no no he didn't have a karate gun. i made that part up but he was standing there with the army of parents behind it and i realized oh there's some 13 15 year olds here whoops hey what time are you where, where's fucking striking? I'm here to teach street boxing. What the fuck? So you went and, to the uh, wrong class. I didn't say any of that. Right, right, right. I just, I'm drinking an energy so, drink right now, right. and so I'm not going to figure which one. Now, do they say, Jason, this is the wrong class. You can't scream it. No, no. There's a moment of tension where I was kind of fucking with them. Like, what? What's up? You want to warm up? You know what I mean? You know, let's, let's have a go. But, like, I didn't say that either. I just, like, implied it, right? And then we fucking laughed about it, you know. But yes, the parents, if they see like the high like energy that it takes to like churn these motherfuckers to butter, like <laughs> yeah, the cream yeah, rises yeah, so, to the well, top. I'd be nervous too if I took my twelve year old kid. No, the kid was like thirteen. And there's two girls in there who are standing right next to me, like, yeah, yeah, fuck them up. <laughs> Now, now, I heard that, like, sometimes you go into class and tell everyone they're not hitting each other as hard as they can. And no, you know, so, yeah, yes, absolutely. So, so uh, Bedford, like, Bedford, you get, you still, you had a long and storied career thus far, Bedford, but uh, you still get in there and, like, go hard sparring, like, once a month at least. What, three, how long, how much do you do it? I mean, I was just getting ready for fights. We were doing it two or three days a week. There you I mean, go. It's important if you want to fight. Yeah, these these guys that think that they can just touch spar all the time and then fight, they have no idea. So now, but were you telling the 13 year olds to hit each other? No, no. Okay. And let me clarify. The 13 year olds were girls, like twin sisters from different misters. I don't know. They're like, they look related, but they look like 
genetically opposite. Like she got all these ones and she got, and they're fucking mean. Like 13 year old girls are the meanest girls. I was a little worried because mid city, you know, it's not South central, but you know, there's so you went in there a little rough and these girls were walking home. They yeah. told her, I told them you're walking home. They're like, yeah, four blocks. You know, they're 13, you know? Right, and right, I'm right. like, dude, I've seen some gangsters go down over there. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to walk you home. They're like, all right, cool, ma'am. And then they just ran. They're like, that's how gangster they are. All right. So you went in there. You tried. So now they were encouraging you. Like, you were like, everyone started fighting. The 13-year-olds were like, fuck yeah. The parents were like, what did I set my kid up for? Nah, nah. I don't know who the snitch was, but it was somebody <laughs> Like in the corporate kind of dynamic nerd people sort of, hey, don't do that. You can't yell. You can't say the F word. You know, like this kind of somebody. I don't know who it was. Like, I, I don't blame them either. I don't blame them either. That yeah. type of energy is is reserved for the day class, for the real, for the guy. You ran a fight club in jail. Do you, yeah, think maybe, so. you think maybe that kind of carried over to the regular gym? I'm just saying, like, my job as a MMAist is both ambassador to the sport, which, you know, <laughs> granted, you know, I, I've been to some ambassador parties before, but right. also, uh, you know, to uh, make sure that my guys, like, who I'm committed to helping coach, get the most out of every practice. Like, that's how I look at it. Well, yeah. And sometimes you have to yell at people because – the dude is panicking. He's like taking big ass bre panic breaths. And uh, everyone's telling me to stop yelling. But I'm like, listen, you're not even fucking listening to me. I have to yell because he get through the meat head of his meat and also the panic of his adrenaline. You know, calm the fuck down, get get back to work, you know. Can we can we film these training sessions? Because I feel right, like we're filming this Zoom, I hope. I, I mean like I world, hope I'm not I just like throwing this good advice oh. away on Bill Dawes, who I can't even see because some meathead at the gym stepped on my fucking laptop. But I feel like where the world is missing out on these amazing <laughs> training <laughs> sessions. Uh, so uh, Jason. Uh, Johnny, any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for no? I mean, I'm good. I had a great time. I was. I did not expect to see Mayhem Miller today. So hell like, yeah, motherfucker! I expected <laughs> to see you though. Awesome. <laughs> hey, look, bro, you're the first to debut on the fucking Mayhem Vision. <laughs> look at Adam Corolla. He's a fucking titan in the podcast. Right, so this Saturday night, uh, Edson Barboza is taking on Giga Gigazzi. Uh, Giga. This is going down. You know, guy, you know how to make me come. Uh, Edson Barboza obviously is a legend. Um, has amazing, but Giga is a fucking monster on the way up. I would say this is a crossroads fight in a lot of way. I think Giga is going to take it. Bedford. I am also going Giga. I think it's kind of a turn of the tides. Kind Fuck of fight. Off, Bedford, why? I, 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 I'm a fan. I think I think Chikaze is a real deal. Um, Damn it, I'm picking, I'm picking Chikaze. But Barbosa, don't, you don't think Barbosa could fucking get away with one of them fancy ones? I don't think, but I don't think Barbosa wants to win with fancy shit. I think he needs to make it like a dog fight, chop his leg down, make it long rounds, um, and beat that kid up. That's what I think. That's how, that's how Barbosa wins. That's the way, right? That's the strategy. Half go forward. That's how, I mean, go it's forward and beat this kid up. It's five, five rounds. rounds, right? 
I, mean, yeah. I just heard about it. Nice. Five rounds, you know, that's a long fucking night for anybody. I think it's better for Barbosa being a five rounder. Like I said, the way to win is going forward and beat that kid up and make him uncomfortable, bully him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. That's like totally what it should be. But can Barbosa hold up? Like, will he be able to, you know, cardio through that? Has he like had reoccurring injuries that stop him from, you know, doing his cardio the the way it has been in the past? Like, he fucking looks awesome. That guy that can just explode still at minute forty nine if he has to. You know, uh, I, I think that's he's very very talented. But you're right, Giga's like on some kind of crazy one, right? Like everybody's talking about him, right? Adam, yeah. it's weird not to, you know, the screen is broken, so I have to like. Uh, you I'll throw it to you, Adam. Over to you, Adam. Uh, Kevin Lee is fighting D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, also on Saturday night. Uh, I don't know this one. Uh, who do you like, Bedford? Rodriguez. D-Rod, yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely – Kevin Lee's so streaky. Uh, Bill Dawes, who would you like in this fight? I'm not going to disagree with Johnny Bedford. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to argue with Johnny Bedford. Who the hell is Kevin Lee training with? I think he's back uh, with Dewey Cooper. Dewey? Yeah. The thing about that is, like, underutilizing his wrestling, you know? Like, yeah, really? I love Dewey Cooper, but, you the know, he, wins hell. he needs a training room with a bunch of meatheads that also can wrestle instead of only kickboxers. I don't know. Maybe Kevin Lee now has, like, because you spar enough, you play enough, maybe he can figure out how not to get fucking taken down during one of those melees, you know what I mean? And then get gassed out. Like, that's the only problem that he encounters, really, in his fights is, like, he fucks up and slips pretty much. Like, he does, like, uh, punching, punching, kicking. Oh, fuck, I'm on the ground. And then in a wrestling position, and then gets all swole up. You know, like, it's just tiring to do those, like, scrambling exchanges and that kind of shit. And then usually a jiu-jitsu guy has leverage on him, you know? And, I mean, is uh, how's Rod's... Uh, Jiu-jitsu. I don't know all I of his fights. I, I see him as knocking everybody out. Yeah, he's gonna. He's gonna be a bigger guy too. That's why I pick him. I think he's the bigger guy. I don't think Kevin Lee, like you said, is not at the right place to utilize his wrestling where he has the advantage. I think he's gonna get tired because he's Danny. Danny, Danny Rodriguez is a big kid, and he yeah. hits freaking hard. He hits yeah. hard. Uh, Sam Alvey, who uh, we talked, is on a five fight losing streak, maybe six fight. Great guy. Uh, awkward guy to fight. Has power, has like seven kids, adopted two kids. I think they're all staying with the wife in, in like North Carolina or something. Uh, he's fighting Wellington Terman, uh, who looks like a monster. I'm starting a GoFundMe for this guy to get a vasectomy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you well, know. He's adopting kids, so I mean, it doesn't matter. Oh, never mind. Continue, yeah. sir. You can't help him. I'm just saying, like, producing more is like, Jesus, that's a lot of fucking work. Also, Dustin Jacoby who a uh, great kickboxer was in glory is fighting Darren, the dentist, Stewart, uh, Bedford. Who likes that one? Uh, I'm going to go Jacoby just cause I like him just cause uh, I'm, a, I'm a Mark Montoya fan. I'm a factory X fan. Um, Stewart is, mean. Yeah. he's a good, he's a good striker from England. Um, It'll be a good fight. It's I'm going with Myers. Uh, Jacoby is pretty awesome, but Myers is like a better attorney, hands down. I mean, Darren, Jacoby, and My oh, Jacoby and Myers, the worst. The worst. Uh, also, uh, JJ Aldrich taking on Vanessa. Are you eating your hat, by the way? No, I'm just modifying. Oh, okay. Uh, JJ Aldrich is fighting Vanessa 
Demopolis, who was a stripper for 13 years. Uh, she, she, quits, she quits stripping uh, about a year ago to become a full-time fighter. Uh, Bedford, you spent a lot of time at like strip clubs, right? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Allegedly. <Sure. laughs> Allegedly. Um, uh, but she, uh, she's fighting J.J. Aldrich. Who would like in this fight, Bedford? I wish I had a better opinion. I'll go with the Aldrich just because I know she is more. I didn't know the stripper girl. Uh, right. um, Listen here, man. Don't be discounting strippers, all right? They're fucking wise. If she did it for 13 years, she probably had a Ferrari or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, at least is this, one for is this her UFC debut? Yeah, it's her UFC debut. Uh, and she took a late notice too, right? So, yeah, you yeah. got to go with Jay Childress. I think that should be her thing. Like, she comes in with dollar bills, makes it rain on the girl. She chokes her out. She's like, fucking, like, whisper in her ear, like, I'm really into you or something, you know, like, one of those things. Uh, it's, it's like, what you know. Well, no, no, she's not gay, but, you know, the strippers always tell you that they're into Also, uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, who's on a two-fight losing streak, who was a monster. He had some issues with, like, two girls accused him of something crazy shit, but it was... He lives in Fort Worth where I'm at, dude. That was crazy. So, two girls just accused him of rape, and, they, like, it was completely false. Yeah. Like, ruined the dude's life, bro. Like, took 18 Damn. months away from... Like, it, it, like, ruined the dude's life. It was all... He ain't gonna honor kill him, is he? What what is that? What's honor killing? I don't know. <laughs> what's the word I heard on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, how many? Oh, I, I don't want to ask this question. All right. So uh, anyway, he's fighting Alessio DiCirio. Uh, oh, DiCirio. DiCirico. DiCirico. Don't uh, call him DiCirio, bro. Like now you gave him the shittiest nickname made out of enriched oat flour. Coming off uh, a victory over Joaquin Buckley, who that was the guy that has, I don't know if you saw it, Jason. Crazy spin kick. Did you see this knockout? It was, oh, let's see if I can find it. Probably the best knockout I've ever seen. Bro, life. don't get us kicked off YouTubes, bro. Your kids got to eat, bro. Uh, well, well, I see the pin didn't get picked up again. Like, uh -oh. fucking, what the hell are going? Sweeps week or some shit? Like, uh -oh. I don't even get it. All right, so look at this knockout. Hold on one sec. Uh, all right, here we go. The dude catches his kick, and then he just spins. Like, we're not getting kicked off YouTube, right? Like, no, no, don't play shit. It, like, demonetizes the thing. You got fucking titles to win, Adam, all right? want to see you with some fucking belts behind you, a map of the globe cut out of balsa wood, and a goddamn Sudan. All right, hold on. Jason, have you ever seen a, a knockout like this before? All right, here we go. This uh, might have been – this might be my favorite knockout. First of all, haircut game on point on both guys. Like they definitely they didn't go to the same barber, but they both got a good barber. Yeah, in the room I've seen some shit like that, but never, never on a fight. Damn, I've seen some shit like that where the guy got dropped, but that was fucking amazing. Like damn. Man, shit, like he fucking danced on his face like Zab Judah. Oh man, that was wild. But don't you think it could be a problem because now he like jumped the shark in his career? Like he'll never Fuck be able off. to. He'll do another fucking axe game. I bet if I could call it on a lot of guy like, yo, do the fucking spinny thing with the fucking who's it, what's it, and he'll be like, I got this. 
Like, this guy is very bad. That that was very skillful. Now, it didn't look like that dude was a chump either. He was moving no, through. No, that guy was undefeated. No. Uh, Bedford. It's just an unexpected. Remember when Hector got caught with a fucking hammer of fury with yeah. Dan Anderson? Like, bro, crazy shit happens if you're, you're strong and do the technique hard, you know? Bedford, um, how old are you now? 37, 36? 38. 38. So, I don't know about you, but, like, when I watch wrestling now, like college NCAAs, the sport has evolved to the point where there's so much funk, uh, guys grabbing shoelaces to defend. I mean, things of like, I'm like, it's almost like a, not a different sport, but I'm like, whoa, I don't even know how to teach that because I've never done it before. Jason, being an MMA coach, how much has the sport evolved from like since when you started? Half kicks? WTF? Oh, the dirty fucking front kick is like a mainstream move now? Ooh. Ooh, you did that on Gracie uh, Jiu-Jitsu, like, self-defense. The guy's coming at you. Yeah, fucking ostrich stomp his knee out. That shit is like, change the game. You know, I don't know. Uh, how about the, um, yeah, the proliferation of, like, Taekwondo-ish type uh, fighters. Uh, Adesanya does a lot of techniques, you know, like this, like, like uh, strange spinning whip kicks. The fucking internet. The fucking internet. I, I think, to be honest, too, in about, like, a couple years, they're going to be, like, a capoeira renaissance thanks to Eddie Gordo. And, like, kids are doing some wild shit, like, that they saw at Worldstar. You know what I mean? Is it hard for you to teach it, teach the stuff? Because you didn't grow up? No, nah, I mean, look, if I know oh, I know the physics and mechanics behind, like, the human body and all the ways to, like, hurt somebody. So those two things combined – you know, I'll see new techniques and go, wow, that's cool. You know, I'll try it out. A lot of the shit, question mark kick, not really my jam. Like, I, it's like a new thing that everyone's kind of picked up and just constantly evolves and grows and morphs. And, I mean, that's how all art is. And I've been calling it art for a long time, but everybody likes the word fighting, you know, which is cool. Just how I'm going to put on my jacket, you know. Dude, the, one of the uh, one of the best question mark kicks I've seen in a while is uh, this dude who gets, he gets a lot of shit. People don't like his attitude, but I think the people forget how good Luke Rockhold is. Fucking yeah, good. Uh, not that good to keep his fucking hands up. You know what I mean? Like this guy. Oh my fucking god, that is beautiful. Holy shit! Yeah, has he caught guys with that? I think he has. Uh, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, has he KO'd anybody with it, or is it just a fucking good one? I see him catching it. Oh, turn off your fucking Pornhub. So, I mean, I mean, did you ever do that? A question mark kick, Jason, Johnny? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't use that. I mean, obviously, Jason says he coaches. I coach as well, and you got to show shit. You got to know how, like you said, you got to know mechanics. You got to know how the sport's evolving. I mean, yeah. Am I gonna go out there and high kick someone? Probably not. I'm, I'm, but I can coach it. I can. I can break it down, dude. I know how Johnny Bedford fights, bro. He ain't fucking around with no kicky stuff right now. He's ah. fucking sitting on his fucking hot. I, I can show you. Fuck it. Oh, Johnny Bedford style. You ready? Yeah. Uh, pretend I'm like taller and fucking skinnier, right? Maybe I'm wearing a I don't know a skeleton costume and I got a beard, right? He sets his fucking feet like this, and he's like, let's get it on. <laughs> if anyone wants to put that in their Mortal Kombat, they can. You know. <laughs> you know. 
Well, listen, that is our podcast today. Shit, it's already over already? We're an hour late. Yeah, listen, bud, my tech support guy was out. Oh, good, man. Okay. I had to do all this shit myself. I'll have you next week. You know, amazing setup, bro. We're Jason, like ESPN Jason. 6, the Jason, 6. Jason, keep it, by the way, Jason, keep it up, man. Fucking keep, keep, keep it up. Keep what up? Keep fucking up MMA roasted? Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Coaching, keep fucking getting, keep doing positive things, man. The world, the world needs positive mayhem. Bro, nobody needs a positive test, okay? <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, Bedford, <laughs> what do you have coming up? Where can people support you? Uh, we're waiting to see. I'm looking to, to fight again, hopefully, this year. Um, uh, where? Texas, man. I don't know where. Wherever they go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who do you want to fight? Bedford? Anybody they put in Bernia? Or specific uh, yeah, asshole? That, 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 that'll work. I mean, that win would be nice, but I'll fight anybody, yes. Whoever they pay me to fight. Oh, my God. Spoken like a true no, warrior. Oh, okay, finally. What do you think about uh, how Chad Mendez? Is he, is he in your weight class? No, he's going to fight at 55. They're going to try to move that. Palomino fight, I think. H. Mendes is going to win a fight or two, and then they'll try to do the oh, Palomino. Just because Palomino sport. fought the PFL versus uh, Lance Palmer yeah. twice. So Palomino had some amazing fight against uh, Gaethje. Those yes, fights were amazing. Back in the was WSOF, I think those fights That's were. That's right, yep. Um, so yeah, peace up. Palomino versus Lance Palmer would be a fucking war. Oh, they, you're right. I was mixing the two up. It was Gaethje. It wasn't Lance Palmer. It was WS. It was World Series, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You are correct. All good. <clears throat> I finally got one right. All right. So, uh, Bill Dawes, what do you have coming up? I'm just I'm in I'm in LA area doing Laugh Factory shows and uh, you know nothing big. Okay, Jason, what is this? I don't know what you're doing. Somebody fucking sent me a card. Uh, I got to apologize to at DK's displays. There's an underscore in there somewhere, David. Um, I stole <laughs> these cards that you were trying to get me to sign and sell for free. Uh, that was pretty hilarious. Good trick, but. Uh, All, right. All right. That's a great sponsor we have. All right. So yeah. also, um, I'm going to be in Vancouver at the House of Comedy as well as Minnesota, the House of Comedy. Uh, is your mouthpiece in? Is that what's going on? Buddy, do you want me to fucking train to win or do you want me to just sit here and jabber jawing with you all day? Train to win. <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you, Bedford. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you, Take care.